Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast today. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. We are coming to you live from the 2022 Green Industry Hype House in Siesta Key, Florida, brought to you by none other than the Hardscape Academy and Entrepreneur Academy. We are big fans of both of those platforms. If you have any uh, desire to get into hardscaping or you're starting a lawn care business, go to each of those platforms. Uh, tons of valuable information on there to download and purchase for your uh, enjoy uh, your enjoyment and just to build your business at one low reasonable price there. Um, it's really an investment into your company no matter what it is from the company handbook to uh, how to get new customers program, whatever it is. Um, go go reach out to those platforms and you can get a lot of good valuable content out of it. So today we are doing another guest interview. My wife is back on the show again today. Savannah, how are you doing? Good. Good. Savannah's going to be a natural at this by the end of it. She's gotten on, <laughs> she's been on more in this Last three days she has in her whole life, but uh, joined <laughs> with goal. Caleb and yeah. Brittany Almond. How are y'all doing today? We are well. I am well. I don't know about him. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Caleb's for, struggling. Caleb's thanks for been having living off of energy drinks. The, the week's been weird for me, man. I'm still gassed from Montana, I think, last week. But uh, yeah, I, I'm getting more and more together here of being able to string a coherent thought together. So uh, thanks for having us on, man. We're psyched. I'm excited. I'm excited. Heck this yeah. is. I listened to, I mean, I've listened to y'all show from day one and, um, I, I think, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Y'all get hated on a lot. You were saying you don't get the haters that the lawn care guys get, but I think, uh, Brian gives y'all more crap about y'all show than anybody does. I yeah. Think. <laughs> industry updates. I'm a big fan of industry updates. There and, we go. Uh, Even my news from 2018. Kick it over, kick it over to <laughs> Brittany Nicole. What is the uh, weather update for today? Oh, I didn't know we were doing that here. Hold on. Just you gotta, y'all are here. I mean. <laughs> Well, the weather is, you want Sarasota weather? Yeah, or, let's make everybody jealous. All right, it's yeah. 76 today, sunny, uh, a little bit of clouds, and that's pretty much all we've got going on. I mean, a that's A low how, of 67. Pretty I mean, much that is that is tough living right there. That yeah. is impossible. <laughs> I'm sitting out here watching the waves rolling off the beach. If we I could know. just cut those two trees down I right know. there. Yeah. I, I would not own this alley. If I bought this house, those trees would be going immediately. And <laughs> work it out with a neighbor, get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that obstructs the view uh, west. Yeah, I don't know hard. what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that hurricane got him last year. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's a really clean cut. Yeah. You did a really, really good job there. But um, I'm excited to have you all on the show. Like I said, listen to y'all show from day one, and I, I'm an avid listener. I just like. Um, I take a lot of advice from it because I enjoy getting to listen to y'all go back and forth in the marriage talk just as much as the business talk because uh, you don't put on a show for anybody. And that's my thing is if you're going to do something, be genuine in it. Don't don't just put on a front to say – and I don't think any of these guys here do that. I'm not saying that. Um, I just think y'all definitely don't do that. <laughs> you, you, it's real life from day one whenever you put out. And, <laughs> and But I think – I don't know. Y'all get caught up in it and you're like, we're going to run this thing into the ground. I think a lot of people appreciate it, though. And uh, I know I do because it's things that I wouldn't otherwise know. Hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, I've learned a lot from just just y'all sitting there. Like we were driving in the Jeep the other day, and y'all were sitting there having that conversation about whatever we were talking about. But it's like it was like a brief therapy session for us. Yeah, <laughs> but it's real life stuff that you're gonna. Ha- it's conversations that have to be had when you're when you're married and run a business together. And even so, even more so, y'all like you are both of y'all are literally key point key factors in the business like the business doesn't operate without either one of you yeah and i think that's a big goal for a lot of young married couples like in my case and in our case savannah has her own career outside of the business right now but i mean i think in five to ten years we would like her to be totally in the business and not have to be an outside outside of the household working and um she would be able to be involved in the business so I think it's I think it's really good advice that y'all put out on the on y'all's podcast as well. I know I, mean, I know y'all have a good great following and everybody tunes in. But first off, just want to thanks to thanks to what y'all do and we've talked about it. Is I think it um, everyone here I think has changed someone's life in one way or another. Uh, you've just by the content you put out, and I think you could change 
you don't need, not even in a braggadocious way, but just in a proud way, think about the fact that you could have changed families' generations. Like, right. families, yeah, that, like I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I come from nothing. I mean, we, my dad was a pastor, a bivocational pastor. Like, he, he just worked. We worked. We put food on the table. We never needed anything. Yeah. But I didn't come from a plethora of money, to, to say the least. And so, like, I want to change that for our kids. I don't want to give our kids stuff. Like, I don't want them to earn it. But at the same time, I think I want to change the generation of what I grew up in. Hmm. It's interesting. Do you guys think, like, a lot of entrepreneurs, because I, I, I feel like I'm seeing a trend, but maybe I'm just missing something. But do you think a lot of entrepreneurs come from nothing? Or a majority of them? I Is think that a lot of them do, yeah. Yeah. I would think so, because I think it. I think that's part of what gives you the drive. Yeah. Right, and that's that's the big thing you talk about, like the kid thing, and that's something we struggle with, or I do anyways, of like, you know, same thing. I didn't grow up poverty or poor, but we didn't have much yeah. extra either. You and weren't taking a trip to the beach every year or no, Not like that. Like, yeah, no, yeah. not like we do now. And that's the thing, like, that my kids get to be part of, um, you know, because of, you know, our hard work and in our, you know, our parents' hard work and all that, and in, like, trying to make sure the kids understand how to appreciate that and how they and and then instituting the fact that they're going to have to earn it too how do y'all do like, like let's go into that because i was listening to a kevin i love kevin o'leary and mm, yeah. i watch his videos all the time and he was saying he's got a he's got a rule that like his kids know when they turn 18 they're gonna they're gonna pay for their college and that's it when you get that diploma you're cut off yeah like that and he's tough about it i mean he he says it to the world to hear he says if we die that's still the case. If he yeah. said, if your parents, if uh, your wife and if his wife and him are gone and their kids are left to whoever keeps them, they know in their will those kids are going to get, they're not going to get some huge inheritance. Right. They're going to get their college paid for. They're going to get everything up to that point paid for. And at that point, they're done. They're on their own and they're providing their own income. So you talk about someone who literally could buy them anything they want. The kids right. would never have to work again. Right. They would never have to get a job. I mean, right. anything they ever want, the, the dude could pay for. But he is so adamant about not giving them stuff he wants to make them earn that and like so you're you've changed your family generation like your family tree your kids aren't going to be aren't going to grow up in what you grew up in you just said that so how are y'all going to navigate those waters as the kids get older (sighs) that's like the that's the biggest thing i struggle with when it comes to parenting and and just trying to make sure that kid the kids appreciate you know all the, the and it's not like we're living high on the hill or high on a hog or anything like that but at the same time like again it's you know Go, we go to Florida regularly, and yeah. we, you know, we get to do some cool stuff. And I think, I, I, but I, but we're really good at including them in the business and showing them like they go to job sites with us and they see us working late in the office. And I don't want them to think that we're workaholics, but we explain to them what happens when we do work like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And like we're going our son's birthday, Levi, he turns four on Monday, and so as soon as we get back from here, we're going to Great Wolf Lodge. To go oh, wow. spend his birthday with him. And, yeah. But we're like, hey, we're working all this week. We're working all this week this week. And I know we're going to be gone for a lot of time. But as soon as we get back, we're going to do something fun with you guys. Yeah. And so we're just really clear as like, we just have to work. And this is how we make money to do this. And if you want to do this, I have to go do this. Yeah. And and I think you're doing, I think what you're doing with, was Zeke the one that's out? Yeah, uh, shoveling stuff. I think that's really a millionaire by eighteen. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be hard to get keep him in school when he realizes he can just. Well, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked. Um, so you were homeschooled, right? Yeah, yeah, we were homeschooled, and that gave you the ability to start your company. I mean, I, I would, I would go back and say a hundred percent. I think if I wasn't homeschooled, I wouldn't be where I am today uh, Mm -hmm. in the business world for sure. Because I was able to start working uh, when I turned sixteen. I mean, when I drive, it's we talked about and. Do whatever you want to with your kids and going to school. That's your own decision. But in my humble opinion, they waste so much time at school. They just you. We did our work and we were done by eleven or twelve every single day. Mm. So I could go out in the afternoons and work. And I didn't start my business in high school. I worked for a guy, but it it's what led me into getting into the business. Yeah. Did you start working because your parents wanted you to, or just because you were if bored? I wanted money? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like it, it's it goes back to they didn't give me anything, and right. If, if I wanted to call, like, they had, I got my dad's old 1999 Chevy Tahoe that he didn't drive anymore and needed work, and that was what I was able to drive when I turned 16. Wasn't a brand new car by any means. I didn't get a, a ribbon on Christmas Day, anything like that. So if I wanted to drive that car to basketball games, I played basketball. So if I wanted to go 
go out to eat after the games. I had to have food money to go do that. Like, so it taught like I had to I had to work to learn that principle of if you want to go eat, it's up to you. Like, have fun, go 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 work and make money because we're not going to give it to you. They physically couldn't give it to me, right? And, and I, I think, think that's taught me so much. If you develop those standards now for your future family yeah. that you might have. Like, if you're developing those now and you just communicate those throughout the kid's entire life, they won't know anything different, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we have money to go do this, but we worked for that. You have to pay for half your car. Like, Zeke had to buy half of his four-wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought a five-year-old possibly get the money for half of a four-wheeler? <laughs> but we set that as a standard. Yeah. And Levi sees that and Addison sees that. And so they know what to expect. Yeah. And I think right. if you're just consistent with your expectations and you're just constantly, like, reiterating them – I think the kids can even push through like living a better lifestyle than we may have grown up. Yeah, and and the other aspect of it is, you know, leading, you know, the, and the kids are going to more is caught than taught, Dave Ramsey says, right? Yeah. So how you behave as an individual and how you treat others and how, you know, when we when we go, you know, out to a restaurant, we make I try to make sure the kids order their own food. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we go through the menu, what would you like on this and we I try to make sure they're ordering their food and I'm not you know, cuz I I knew guys growing up where their parents handled, you know, just everything for yeah. them. And they still turned out all right, but it's it's like I grew up where, like, when I started my, my business at 16, like, my dad helped me with some stuff as far as, like, you know, helped me file my taxes and some stuff. Like, crap, I had no idea, you know, yeah. how to do. Because believe it or not, I did pay my taxes for a little while before I crashed my first company and got how behind How did that turn out for yeah. you? <laughs> well, eventually, <laughs> I got behind there, and uh, that turned into a train wreck. But blink if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... But at the same time, like when I bought my first mower, um, you know, my dad um, and my parents really were, were somewhat hands offish, but, you know, they'd help me with a few things that need to. But, like, I went and negotiated the purchase myself. I went and picked it up myself. Like, yeah. I was left to do a lot of stuff on my own. And I am grateful for that, honestly, because yeah. I, I know people that their parents handled a lot of that crap for them. And I don't think they kind I don't think exactly they got the. I'm just thankful it went the way it did for me, I guess, yeah, you know, no. and I, I think it made me just better with all sorts of, of things and understanding how to um, negotiate deals, good or bad, and, uh, and and learned a lot of stuff that way. So I, I plan on the kids of ours, I plan on letting them, it, it's tough to, you have to love your children enough to let them, to let them fail and struggle, because yeah. that's what makes, you know, that's, you know, that's what makes you strong. You don't, you don't but get strong not swimming in the current. My parents helped me, and I'm mm-hmm. okay. You turned out all right. We got lucky. <laughs> we got lucky. But, like, but no, so but they I, still they still were really good at instilling diff, you know, lessons. And I mean, they're still good parents. They're still great parents. Yeah. Like, so I'm not saying that just because the way, and that may be just how my brain had to be, you know, growing up to to learn some things. I had I had learned every, I have to learn everything the hard way. I'm yeah. I'm. They say a wise you know wise man learns from the fool's experience. Well, yeah. I was the fool. I had to learn from experience. So if only a fool learns from experience, right? So. I, I've got to learn everything through experiencing it. So Britt can just listen and learn. I've got to, you know, go out there and fall down the stairs to learn how to do something, I think. That's just my style. But, you know, the goal is ultimately with the kids is to love them enough to let them struggle. Yeah. And, you know, let them learn, you know, some of the hard and it's And I think that's going to be tough, like, because y'all. It's the hardest thing. And by and especially by the time they're 15, 16, y'all, y'all are going to have 10 more years under your belts of like knowledge, so right. like there's, you're gonna know from the beginning. You're yeah, gonna I don't know, know anything about parenting still <laughs> at the moment. But I mean, like at the beginning of whatever they're gonna try to do, you're gonna y'all gonna have that conversation and say, "This is gonna go so bad for this." <laughs> like you're gonna know that from day one. Yeah, I mean, even with my five year old now, Zeke, I'll tell be like Zeke, I, buddy, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think I do it that yeah. way, and he'll still go his way, and that's okay. And that's you know, he'll learn. But that's and, how you learn. Exactly. My dad did that with me all the time. He would try to tell me, "Don't do it." Don't. I, it's my way. I'm going to do it my way. And I would learn. Yep. And, and that's how you, I mean. It that's just, tale old as time, man. Yeah. It's it, just how it's got to be. Do you have anything you want to input? Oh, no. I'm, this is great. You're listening. Listen, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, well, I will say this. I think you kind of mentioned on how your parents, like, provided for you, but anything kind of extra was, yeah. was you. And I think part of why we're really asking all about this is because we were kind of, like, it was kind of, it was different for me. I mean, um, it was different for me. Yeah, too. we're yeah. in the same boat here. This is yeah. why I love listening to y'all stuff because it's the same boat. We, me and Caleb were in the same boat, and y'all were in the same. Yeah, boat. like Brittany yeah. grew up, she would get a pudding, 
you know, Shut container. Up. And <laughs> while yeah, the, like in the really almond house, the, the funniest thing, one of the funniest things was like, well, this is years ago, but Britt got like a, a yogurt or a pudding container. You know, you peel the foil lid off there. And yeah. She took that lid and threw it in the trash. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Oh, I see. You grew up rich. I see. Because like, <laughs> she didn't look almond at the house, man. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're cleaning that foil. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're eating the foil, you know, like, yeah. And then you're licking Anything the whole pudding container out, you know. Yeah, Britt, she just took that extra little pudding on Taking there your finger like, through the container at the yeah, end. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're... Like, that was a big deal. So that's always... I'm like, oh, so you oh you grew up rich. I had, <laughs> I had everything that I needed yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I had everything spoons. I needed, by the way, too. You had some. You had, you had... You needed and then some. But... Correct. But yeah. I also had very high expectations of me. For I sure. would say the, the same. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like... It, yeah, they I mean, didn't it, tolerate any crap. Yeah. No. My, my parents didn't either. I was just scared to do anything other than yeah, pretty much the right thing. Are you yeah. oldest? Or are you yeah. only child? You're oldest. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one too. Is the oldest child always has money? Yeah, responsibility but I was on given me. a car, and when I totaled that car, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> but I, it was not my fault. Caleb knew me, and he drove right by the accident. Left oh, me there on the oh, road. No, no way. way! Throw me no under way. the br- throw me under the bridge. Uh, Don't even make me go down the road. Of that story. Well, you didn't stop. <laughs> I mean, you your, boyfriend, your boyfriend was already there. I didn't no, mean to stop. Not. Yes, he was. Um, anyways, but I was given a new car after that. Like, yeah. yeah. And in case you, you didn't have to go work to buy a new one. I did not have to work to buy a new one or work to pay the deductible. Yeah. Yeah. I got good grades and I had to participate in extracurricular activities. Yeah. And as long as I was doing that, I was free. I don't know if that right. was the yeah. same. She's the same way. Yeah. She floored no. it backwards in her okay. car and okay. busted the window out. And, and did you leave her there? Well, I wasn't there. <laughs> we weren't dating. Yeah. But she didn't have to pay to have the window fixed. That, I mean, that was part of the, it's the same, well, same scenario. I'll, so I'll give my dad a little bit of credit. I paid for half of my first car. I saved and he matched me. Cool. Yeah. But other than that, it was, I mean, they were the family yeah. that went on Disney trips all the time. They traveled the country. And granted, they had family members that helped them do this stuff. Right. But, but like I didn't pay a dime for my school, like yeah. my college. The The rule was my dad would, would pay for a class once. Now, if I failed it, and that's where kind of the fear came in. I was right. You had to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. And if it took me longer than four years, I had to pay for it. Yep. Same. Yeah. Same. But, you know, I, I'm... I'm a nurse, so I was in nursing school, but, and, like, dad didn't make me work in, in nursing school. I'm, I'm kind of, like, ratting allowance. myself out. But it's okay, yeah. because there's two different sides here. Well, yeah. and because I was held to that high expectation of right. what you're going to do while you're going to pass, the, so I'm going to help you well, I just want to. I just want to make sure it's, like, clear that, you know, your guys' is like the guys' way is not the only way to turn out, like, right. okay. Yeah, oh, no, we're okay. that's exactly <laughs> the point, and that, that's exactly where I want to bring at is, like, that's why, you know, the money – doesn't necessarily, you know, money just makes you more of what you already are, right? Yeah. If you're a brat, you're going to be a brat. That just is what it is. Money. And the money's just going to make you more of a brat. But you can, you can have money and be successful and still raise good children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, but it's about how you raise them and how you lead by example of you're kind to people no matter what status they are or what job they have or if they get the vacation a lot or not. You're still kind and nice to people and you don't feel that you're above anyone, you know? And so, like, that that installation into your children of, you know, we all live in glass houses and you just never forget that. No, We all have got our bull crap. And, you know, the money doesn't... Money either makes you more of that, um, you know, just the money just makes you more of what you are. And... You've you've got to, and it can pull things out of you that maybe are not so you know something you'd want to brag about necessarily. But it's just so about making sure that you're you're instilling good values, yeah. and that's that's the thing. I just want to make sure that we're always trying to do, and make sure we don't get get caught up in anything ever. I guess really, but it's uh, it, yeah. There's there's no you know damnation if if you have. If you grow up with some wealth, that's not like, oh, that's not what yeah. makes you, makes or breaks you for that matter. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think, I guess part of the reason we're really talking about it too is, again, we kind of come from different ends of the spectrum. And, and by the way, high five on marrying up both of that's us. That's right. Well, yeah. Done. Good yeah. for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. You guys can hold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of navigating, hopefully, like, Lord willing, if we're financially able to do it somewhere in the middle, you know, like, obviously. Yeah wanting to help out but not just hand everything to them and I think that's I don't know kind of why I think unfortunately I'll probably have very high expectations of my children oh I know I will yeah I know I will like people are always making well you know they're they're only five or they have this going on no they 
they can do this. They I did this late. They, they yep. can do this. Right. And so I, I get really tired of people making excuses for their children yeah. because a lot of that falls back on you and how you've raised them and yeah, what you expect of them. So the my, thing poor, that gonna, my poor children are like, <laughs> yeah, I already know the thing I'm going to have the hardest time with is when they're like two years old and they're like pitching a tantrum. I'm going to be like, You're you know better it. than that. You should not be doing that when they generally, like, sometimes, I mean, I don't know the age groups and all that, no, when they don't you know. You have a lot to learn. See? It's okay. You, sh- you should hear me talk through my teeth. You'll, uh, <laughs> you'll find yourself being way soft on things you never imagined. And oh, yeah. And firm on things that you need to be. You'll it, yeah. The parent thing is just, it's really interesting how... On days how? where you're freaking out, she'll step in and be super calm. Yeah, yeah there's first. such a it's balance It's crazy there. how that works out conveniently. Thank the Lord, because <laughs> otherwise, like, yeah. If yeah. I'm yelling, I'm like, Caleb, I'm going to lose it. You need to go in, and I, I can't yeah. do this situation yeah. anymore. Yeah. And yeah. it works. Some God does something there, because he makes it to where one of us is calm and one of us is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's part of being a team, though. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that seems to balance out because like, there'll be days. You can where tell when the other person's a little extreme. He's like. Tone right, it like, down a notch, yeah. Yeah, Take bring it down, bring it down here. You're being a little hard on the kids or whatever. Yeah, it, it, the parenting thing is such a wild, uh, wild experience, and and uh, it's you'll you folks. Whenever the time comes, you'll you'll get it. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the funny thing to watch too is the the grandparent end of things too. When uh, like my dad, when uh, my sister was the first of the family, or my siblings to have grand, you know, to bring the grandkids into the family, and and my dad when he was still alive, it was that man softened up, and I. I'll never forget that. I thought, where was this? Where, you know, yeah. giving grand, first grandson, like, you know, just, just, it was just it's such a different thing. It was so funny. Like, well, where's this soft guy come from? Yeah, you know, well, I would like, check that when I was his age. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, wow, geez, who's this guy? I broke the window too and I got grounded. Yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, really. I broke out and I got yelled at. We've like, already talked about, like, when we have kids, what, what's, what is her dad going to do when they run down the, run down the stairs with a sharpie running down the wall? Yeah. Like, how is he going to oh. react? Because if it was them, they would, like, Oh. Never leave the house again. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah there is um, a lot more grace for the grandkids. I don't I don't get it. But and, and part of me does too. We're you know, years ago I was we had a big family get together for Thanksgiving or something. All all my nieces and nephews were running around going just terrorizing the house. You know, yeah. the place was just getting torn up and and I was sitting back thinking like it's pretty cool to see your family, you know, yeah. just everybody's together for yeah. a holiday or whatever. It was just awesome. And it, it kind of made me like, I think the grandparent thing could be cool. I'm not in a hurry to get there by any stretch. So I we just, are a long way. I, I hope you're My expectations tell me we are a long ways away. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, uh, but it's, uh, but it's one of those things of like, yeah, that'll be pretty cool too. Like, you know, life in general is a, a beautiful thing, man. And it's, it's something you sure don't want to wish away and you, you want to try to enjoy all of it. And a, a pre, you know, really, the big thing is trying to just appreciate everything. And like my yeah. daughter's eight now. I don't, dude. I was a young man when we first had her, like eight years ago. Like good yeah. grief, I used to be young. And you know, it's just <laughs> like try not to wish. Yeah, right. Thank you. I, you know, just just try not to wish things away or even wish you know to the next phase in life or anything because every every stage of life has a has its own like like you folks you know young yeah. and married no kids like it's an awesome stage in its own right you can focus on each other a hundred percent like it's so great then you know whenever you kids come into the, the picture right yeah. like yeah like that begins to separate a little bit more you know we've got three kids so it's really it takes a ton of effort for yeah. Britt and I to like focus on each other yeah. you know what I mean and so like. But, you know, again, the raising a family thing is just this beautiful thing in its own right, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, just try to appreciate every chapter for what it is and, uh, and, and just, just try to really, as best you possibly can, absorb it and appreciate it. And I think you can take that on all it. levels, though. Like you say, y'all say, take, enjoy where we're at right now, married, no kids, running a business. I think I can even look to someone else and say, Maybe you're the 18 year old or the 22 or the 24 year old single dude that's out there right. still running this business. Enjoy that phase of life. Sure, because we yeah. talk about you'll that. never be more free in your life, and it's a cool thing in its own right. And we talk yeah. about that like I don't, I wouldn't trade what we have now for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never but I still think about myself like, what if I was single right now? What if I was 22 and running a business and single? Like, how much more could I have invested? How much more could I have <laughs> I spent time in the business right, and grown sure. it? Like, so. Don't be wishing that time away. The Lord will provide whoever it is, whenever it, whatever time, in, yep. in His timing. Because I know people that are out there that are in that stage of life. They're in that single stage, and I know this is not in, in no way, shape, or form like look at us. I there, there's 
there's times I want what y'all have. I want the three kids and the family and the 10-year, 15-year business. I know there's guys that are 22 years old that want what I have. Right. That yeah. have a wife well, and a they, business and a house and mm-hmm. everything else that goes yeah. along with it. Kids in the future, possibly. Yeah. That whole scenario. Because, like, I catch myself looking at older couples and saying, mm-hmm. that's what I want. But I have yeah. to remember myself, don't get caught up in that. Right. Well, and yeah. I think, too, that's totally human nature to like the grass is always greener you look at somebody and you're like i wish you know i missed that part of my life when that's all i had to worry about xyz or you know you look at people with kids and you're like oh that's so exciting i wish we had that but truly i feel like i'm not to brag i'm pretty good about being like but this point in our life is for you are you're a lot better than i am (laughs) it wouldn't just like I am pretty good at acknowledging, like, we will never get this time back of it just right. being us, you know, our house and, and really pouring into this business and this company because, yes, like, I rely on him, but I can think for myself. You know, like, when we have kids, I feel like that brings a whole nother level of, like, stress almost because you have somebody that is totally and 100% depending on you. And, like, right now, we depend on each other, but I can think for myself if I need to as far yeah. as, like, the company and success and stuff like that goes. So I think we really do try. And y'all have three of them. And acknowledge. Well, it's, yeah. You know, it's crazy because, you know, you're in the stage of marriage where it's just the two of you. So you give each other all of the attention that you have. Yeah. yeah. And then as you start to have children, the first child, just a little bit of that attention has yeah. to go towards the kid. And so yeah. then you have the second and the third. And eventually you have no attention left to give because yeah. you're making dinner, you're getting homework, you're doing right. sports, and sports, church, you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. And there is no time left at the end of the day for yourself or, or energy yourself. or energy. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> time and energy. I'm sorry. Oh. I just don't like, you just need to go, like, I just sit on don't the know what to, to get a break. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really hard to walk that back. And we had that conversation a month or two ago. It was just like, we used to spend so much, like, we used to just be able to talk yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and uh, hang out. I don't want to interrupt you. We're going to continue. This is where I wanted to go in our next step. You're kind of leading into it. I wanted to talk about the marriage and the, and because we talked parenting. Yeah. Let's talk about marriage in business. So let's take a break, hear from today's show sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey there, fellow lawn and landscape business owner. Do you work hard all year for your freedom, but still feel as if your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to www.gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at www.gulfcoastbk.com. Hey, it's Marty, and I've been in the communications business for a long time. And our dirty little secret, well, among several secrets, is that we're just not very good at truly communicating. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. Do you feel that way about your communication with clients? That it's just not as strong as it should be? That is why Brian has the Growing Your Business with Customizable Newsletters course over at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. This is an opportunity to increase sales through better communication. Help me! Help me! Every month you're invoicing and billing, and that is the perfect time to share new and exciting information with your customers. Check this out. I'm sending you some email. Monthly email newsletters are a powerful way to educate, inform, upsell, and just keep the overall atmosphere of your business in tip-top shape. Wow. Get started today at LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com, and that link is on your podcast app. All right, welcome back to the show today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We are here joined with Caleb and Brittany Allman. It is a super fun conversation we're having. Talked a lot of parenting stuff, just general life advice here. But now I want to move into the marriage stage. This is where we were heading. Brittany was already heading there, and I didn't want to, don't want to derail your thoughts, but continue where you're going with the whole marriage thing and talking, discussing marriage in your business when you're when you're alone, you don't have kids. How do y'all like? How do y'all now that you have kids? But even before you had kids, how did you? make marriage a priority and your relationship a priority running the business it was easy when we didn't have kids because we were both so involved in the business so like we worked together we hung out it was we were in the field yeah we were just together all the time 
And I knew once we had kids, it actually made me really sad. I was like, I'm not going to be able to go out and plow snow with you again, or I'm not because mm-hmm. I have to put the baby to bed. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to go to the Chamber of Commerce meetings anymore because we have a baby now. Right. And so that was a really hard realization for me as a mom um, to kind of give that and kind of selfish maybe. Yeah. Um, and slowly, like, I, we just started to adapt into new roles. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to be the same. Each stage of life is going to make you a different person and have different priorities. And how you adjust to that is, I think a lot of it is communication because we just weren't communicating well. That's all I talk about. We, yeah. we literally were not communicating. He, yeah. he was like not feeling left out, but just almost felt ignored, I would say. And maybe not At ignored. What time for, what, what like period couple, are we talking Like here? a couple months ago when we had like we a had fight. A, last year, so many people said last year was so, it's yeah. funny, it's 2020, 2020 was a weird year, but 2021 is what I think. Yeah. It's it was like his feedback loop caught up with everybody the year yeah. later, which is which is a lesson I think to look for. I was think I was thinking about that this morning of like next like weird thing that comes up nationally globally, like be prepared for the year after. Yeah, because everybody yeah. had enough reserves. Everybody was kind of like just still figuring out the whole thing. It's the it's the slingshot. Or well, that and everybody said it's over six twelve months. We're done. We will move on. Yeah, and then it was twenty three months like, in, and then like the strain really seemed to come in in in, tw- in twenty one. Yeah, so that. Yeah, so, so I think yeah. I was just so busy with everything. Yeah. He just wasn't feeling loved. I don't, I don't know what the right wording would be for it. But it's it. real. I mean, that's that's you have to acknowledge that. Well, if co- you don't, the marriage is going to keep going down, down, down. Right. And it, it was like a big fight. It was yeah. like a not fight. It was just a big conversation. Heavy discussion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, last year was, you know, business had its ups and downs. The podcast, I mean, there's a million things going on and just a lot more stuff just kept piling up and piling up. And it just, you know, yeah, last year was just challenging anyways. And the company's going through, you know, growth and, and its own pains of always, you know, there's something, all, there's some always near catastrophe. There's always something. Anyways, but, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's so never going it's like, perfect. Yeah, so going into the fall is just like we'd really been... I won't say ignoring each other, but to an extent, like we're just caught, we're just trying to keep the wheels, you know, on the thing. Yeah. You were roommates, and you weren't married. Yeah, a lot roommates. of times, man, and that, that's kind of our joke. Is like, you know, we, are we roommates today, or are we? Yeah, yeah. we're just, yeah. you know, we're just business partners and roommates, and um, not, you know, not fully, um, you know, involved in the so the marriage end of things. And what we did with it is we dissected it, mm-hmm. and like it was like Jordan Peterson says something about the fog. Don't hide things in the fog. Yeah. There. So okay. yeah. don't don't sweep problems under the rug. Just get it out and. I don't and totally listen to him. I just get the gist just of what he little, said. Yeah. Little clips. Yeah. But we just walked it all backwards. Like, yeah. okay, well, I don't have time because of this, this, and this. And it's like, well, how can I create? How can we create more time to guarantee that we give each other attention at least once a week? Yeah. yeah. So we've booked his mom every Wednesday night to watch the kids, but we have a date night. Yeah. And yeah. date nights, nothing exciting. We go to dinner or we go grab dessert if we ate late with the kids and mm-hmm. then we've been going to home depot and Lowe's to look for stuff for the shop yeah but, yes. but that's quality time but it's for y'all that, that is we quality used time to have. Yeah. like if we right. didn't have kids we would have gone to Lowe's and home yeah. depot by ourselves yeah that's what y'all enjoy and so it doesn't have to be bowling it doesn't have to be like yeah. a steak night Elaborate dinner day night it's yeah. just time where we're just talking yeah yeah and so i think that's helped mm-hmm. yeah and yeah definitely I know how he feels now and he knows how I feel. So it's my yeah. job as a wife how to work far, through that. How yeah. far gone do you think, y'all, like how long overdue do you think that conversation was? Four months. Yeah. It, yeah. The summer so was four months. So, so you would say, grind, yeah. so anybody out there, this is, we always talk, know your numbers from the beginning and, and talk business here. Don't yeah. have tight routes from the beginning. All this stuff in the beginning, from the beginning in a marriage, get this stuff out. Don't let it pile up. Yeah. Don't wait four months. Yeah, because this is what happens. Try to catch it, or yeah, try to ju- try to just don't let things compound. And don't, how don't. hard was it for you? I know in my case, it would be hard for me to to admit, like she said, you weren't, you didn't feel like you were loved or whatever. You don't have to get respected, sappy, respected, whatever you want to call it. How hard was that for you to come and y'all both agree and like have that discussion? Because she has four months overdue, so obviously one of you didn't want to talk about it. Caleb, let things bottle up a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 just, I don't I understand just, that, I though. I'm with oh, you, though. That's I don't think I'm as bad about it as I must be. But that's a hard <laughs> conversation to have. Like, that's, you don't want to yeah. have to have that conversation. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. It's I just, just not. talk a lot, and sometimes it's not helpful. Sometimes I wish I didn't talk a lot. <laughs> no, what, 
you know, what you most need to find is where you least want to look, right? Yeah, and absolutely. so it's it's that stuff you push into the fog so you don't have to see it or deal with it, or you shove it in the corner. Yeah. And you, you have to face all that junk. You yeah. just always have to bring it up. And I, I would like to think I'm actually pretty good about about saying, you know, something that's up, but Britt disagrees with me. So <laughs> but but I think that is like something worthy of intros- introspection there of like what few things or little things I do say feels like an incredible admission on my end, right? Even though I still may have a bunch of stuff buried away. Like, it feels like such a, oh, I feel like I've just opened myself to the world yeah. and I tell her some feeling I'm having. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's hard to do. Like, <laughs> it, when you work together, I thought I was pretty like, good about being open to my feelings. Back, Apparently, like, I'm not. Full circle to business. Yeah. Like, we still have the same conversations business wise. It's like, yeah. I feel like, this isn't getting done. Like we're not prioritizing the right things in the business. And so those are hard questions or hard things that I have to say to him. And he's like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be like, you don't have time to do this. You should be focusing on this. And so there's hard conversations across the board when you work together and then you live together too. (laughs) And raise kids together. together. So there's just, it's like decisions all day long. That's a whole nother ball of wax. And, you know, like some, at some points I just get so fed up with everything going on. I'm like, okay, what can we just totally cut out and eliminate yeah. to like try to make things better? Because nothing else at the end of our life, we will still be married to each other. Our yeah. kids will have moved on. Right. They will have right. their own families. They might even hate us at that point. Yeah. <laughs> this thing right next to me, I will have. You're so, stuck with him man. forever. Yeah, yeah, man. We say only wimps get divorced. Uh, (laughs) but so I have to figure out how to make this work. Yeah. And if it takes a limit, like I can't work in the business anymore, then I'm willing to make that sacrifice. That will have to be something that has to be. I'm not. So the, so I'm willing to do what it takes. to. (laughs) You would rather work with me than stay with me forever. (laughs) No, what I mean is like, I I don't want to lose that. I love working with you. So I don't want to lose that. He did that. They got divorced, but they're him and his ex-wife like still work together. Like she still owns part of the business. Kim and him are div- I didn't know that. Yeah. But I see how it she left happen, him, man. She left him a couple years ago. Yeah. Because I, I listen to their podcast and I'm like, he refers to her as like Kim. She's never with him in studio. She's always like uh, virtual. She's away. No like, kidding. why are they never together? But yeah, they she left him. I'll be done. They still work together. Apparently, Caleb's into that. <laughs> the, no. That's where Caleb gets his advice from. Far from what I meant. But. But no, the, you uh, you want to take different. This is Jacob Jennings guy calling know, again. Your brother Who, again. The, the call again. What the hell? It's what not me. <laughs> no relation to me. But they didn't answer last time we picked up. They Anyways, call every company. Time we're with you. Yeah, that's a company. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Weird. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, that's not what we want to have happen, right? Yeah. But I've been. I see how it goes down that road because yeah. man, everybody's career minded and, and busy trying to keep the company alive. And you're four guys I, and you're three three kids and the social media empire and just you know all this crap. <laughs> it's it was a rough fall. At, the fall was rough. At it really event, was not a lot of fun. After Brian's event, Caleb said, I think we're too like, career-focused at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, we were trying and to that build was a weird conversation 40 different have. things. Yeah. It was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Let's have it. Okay. Yeah. Like, where do we start? Yeah. yeah. A lot of and layers to peel back. So, like, all of this stuff is super sucky, right? Like, all of it sucks. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't change it. Like, right. there's not a problem. I don't feel that there's not a problem that we can't talk through mm-hmm. and come to some mutual agreement. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's all about making sure that you're, you're uh, being, yeah, that you're just being open and honest and having those conversations. And when something starts to feel amiss, we've got to address it. And it's easy to push that off and even be so busy. You can't really like, I don't have the mental energy to deal with this argument or like why I feel like, you know, whatever emotion it is that you have. And, and some of those, a big awakening to me was years ago. Um, we attended this thing called love and it was a, it was just a little clinic, uh, like a marriage clinic thing or whatever, just a little Bible study marriage clinic thing. It was uh, the love and respect principle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, was it based off the book? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was like a huge, that was a huge epiphany for me of like, generally, generally, you know, women want, they want to feel love and yeah. loved and men want respect ultimately. And, Men want respected for how hard they're working, and they want the respect that's due from that. And women just want to feel like they're loved and want to feel that love and affection from their their spouse. And uh, that when and when I would be like angry, or resentful towards her, I would realize is more or less is because 
you know, I feel like she doesn't give a crap about how hard I'm working or like killing myself to get something done or whatever. And it would feel unappreciated. And, and we were at Jordan Peterson the other night and that's, that was a, a, a big tenant of the night of talking about like hardworking guy comes home from a hard shift and wife, they're cooking dinner, dealing with three kids on the hip, yelling, screaming all day, just craziness in the house of the work that that is mm-hmm. feels unappreciated from husband, which then, you know, to her feels like unloved and the guy feels unrespected for what he's going through and they come home at odds to each other yeah. and it just begins this, this vicious downward cycle cycle. And, uh, and that was one of the things of the night is like, well, you know, how about we just start to, and that's the thing you have to be smart enough to realize like this is, you have to recognize and not be in denial. Of, like this is what's going on. We're going, you're, we're just in this de-evolution at the moment and you have to realize uh, you, you have to just recognize like, Hey, actually another thing too, he mentioned like a conversation to have is like, what is the, what did he call it? What is the bare minimum um, effort or thing I need to do to make you feel at least bare minimum loved or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a starting point. Right. And it's like, well, you know, if you could, Act like you, uh, you know, care to hear about my day, you know, at the end of the day when we get home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's like, you know, if you just listen to me talk for 10 minutes and, you know, in the guy's head, oh, anything but that, you know, whatever. And it was the, and the thing in the show it was so funny. But, like, okay, cool. She, at a minimum, she needs 10 minutes from me to just listen to her day. Whatever, and, you know, whatever it is for any person out there that is their thing they need to, you know, hear or do to feel loved. And the same, and the guy is like, I just need to know that you give a crap that I'm out, outside killing myself and putting my life at risk or whatever, you know, for my job to put food on the table, yeah. whatever. And, like, you begin to go through these basic elementary things of, like, this is basic human uh, psychology, right? And if we can recognize this, it's going to make things tons better down the road. And it's just that begin, just that slow, slow work through a relationship like that. Um, but I think it's important, like, when you are going through these discussions and arguments and breaking things down, that you're mature enough to process it appropriately. Yeah. Big part of it is being mature enough to, like, smart enough and I, mature enough. That's if a big, I'm tell- If I'm being open and honest with how I feel and you disregard it because you don't think it's important. Yeah. Like, That's what I was going to say. It's like, all about how you respond. Yeah. And just not... I don't know. Because if, especially if you both go into the conversation, me not feeling loved, you not feeling respected, and, like me trying to express my feelings and you expressing yours, like you can't get upset with the other person for, for actually voicing that and telling right. you how they're feeling. You can't be like, I well, like, I do that. I, I, do, yeah, I do love you. You can't immediately jump on the defense and say, well, I try to do that. I don't, but I'm not getting that from you. Well, yeah. because that's immediately, I feel like going to shut the other person down hmm. and just totally well, just, close the the gate before it even. It's just so defeating because yeah. I feel this way and you say, well, no, it's not that way. It's like, well, but I still feel this way. Yeah. So right. how right. can and we And I think that's going to make you not want to come to me further down the road. Yeah. Sure. You're not going to want to bring anything up because when you do, you, you're just going to think, well, he's just going to disregard it. There's no point. Yeah. yeah. And then that, you talk about a downward spiral. I mean, you're going to go deep, deep down. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other thing. And it's a big ladder. Yeah. A ladder. And, you know, <laughs> women remember everything right the most dangerous thing on earth is a woman's memory yeah. right and so that makes it harder to and by and by it makes it harder for a guy to be open too because they know it's going to get potentially thrown back at him at some yeah. point something he said or, or whatever up and so it step. also makes it harder to be open because <laughs> so ladies you know be careful with that sword you have which is a memory right and um you know just it, there's just so much marriage is work and to be successful at it, you know, to be successful in business, you got to work your tail off. Well, to be successful in marriage, you got to work your tail off at yeah. it, which seems like almost counterintuitive or whatever. But it, keeping a thriving marriage is a lot of work. Yeah. And it's worth it work and it's worthwhile work and it's worth it for the kids and worth it for the nation and society and serving God and all this. So you, you got to put in the work and part of us, you know, recommitting to putting in the work is, you know, taking a night and evening, a night a week and just trying to only have each other to focus on and, um, and move forward with it. Because otherwise, I mean, what, what alternative is there, yeah. you know, really you get divorced and be miserable or, you know, I, I think most, most cases things are, I think most cases, Everything can be resolved, I think. Yeah, in most I, cases, I'm under that right? same impression. 
Um, and maybe that's naive. And I'm sure there are there are situations where people have gotten shackled together that, man, it just ain't going to work out ever mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think for the most part, if people are willing to go through, like, what we're talking about here, and that's just, like, humbling yourself to realize, like, even though you feel like you're providing XYZ amount of love or the type of love, being humble enough to, to realize, well, whatever I'm doing ain't working. Yeah. So right. I need to listen and make and mold to, like, what my spouse needs. And... And and not from a hollow, you know, just do it to placate, but really try to learn to do. And I suck at it probably as much or more than the next guy of providing like the listening skills that I should have and all that stuff. But I'm working on it. I'm doing yeah. what I can here, folks. Hey, <laughs> I'm yeah. doing best progress. Yeah, and it is. And do you ever fully figure it out? I don't know, but it's always that never ending. It's like in business ascension, if you're right? Pushing forward. Yeah, if right. You're inching forward, then that's it's progress. progress, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one decides where the finish line is. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. And it's a never-ending product, I don't think. I don't I don't think you ever quit working on your marriage. You never stop mm-hmm. polishing the, the you statue, do, right? Your marriage will right. fail. Tank. Because yeah. you're constantly changing. Your life is yeah. constantly changing. You have to constantly be inching forward to fit whatever those changes are. And mm-hmm. adapt to whatever your scenarios are, too. Right, yeah. Because life because that's the other in the in the midst of all this too, life is throwing curveball after curveball at you that are that's beyond your control, be it a sick child or death of a relative or whatever. And so you've got all this external crap also weighing on, you know, the the house, right? Yeah. And that's such and that, I mean that's why I love Jordan Peterson again. I I just absolutely love everything he's got to say it's in regards friend. to that stuff. He really is my best friend. He doesn't know it, but um, I've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that but that clicks for me. And maybe it is finding that outside mentor yeah. that clicks for you, or that motivational person, guru, whatever it is, that puts the stuff out there that helps you that that clicks with your brain and your wavelength of brain. That helps you be a better person, right? And Did y'all have mentors early on in your marriage? <sighs> like a lot marriage of people mentors? I consider That's a good question. Divorced. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you, that That's is scary. one thing of that it was is. scary. That's terrifying. Like people that in our community, I was like, they have a really good marriage. Like I can't wait to be like them someday. Yeah. Got divorced. Two of them. I was like, oh, oh no, Whoa. oh no, yeah. what does this mean? Who do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so you have that, so which, which is why, again, it's important to never hold yourself up against anything or yeah. anyone because everybody's got their crap, and a lot of folks handle it worse than you do, chances chances are. So you, you've just got to live your own life and get the best influence from whatever you can. Surround yourself with good people. And Yeah, exactly. Nice. And, and, you know, garbage in, garbage out kind of thing, right? And so make sure you're putting the good stuff in your head and, and all that and just – just accept that marriage is work, man. And yeah. it's, it's always needing polish and yeah. it, you're not it, the t- only marriage that needs work. I think that's important to yeah. keep in mind. Yeah. Like you're not the only one going through those problems. And the more couples that we find that are like-minded and I think just there should be genuinely a- good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes our, my, our lives or our marriage better. I think. 100%. Because, yeah. Just knowing you're not alone in it. Like it's never just the two of you experiencing that. Search out it. a community of it. Right. Yeah. Don't don't be the only one. Yep. Right. Yeah. And today that's kinda hard. It is. Yeah. To find like happy marriages. Yeah. 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 And and for us we, we try not to be afraid to share the, the struggles or the arguments or the disagreements or whatever because I know some of the folks we used to look up to, it's like it looked like they had it together. Exactly. And wow boy, it turns out they sure did. But think and if those mentors that got divorced, if they would have showed y'all not literally everything behind clothes, but showed you some of the big arguments they were having and the things that were hurting their marriage. What could y'all have learned from that right, early yeah. on? You you wouldn't have thought this is who I want to be. This you would have right. say, "Whoa, look, we got to fix this before we ever get to this." <laughs> well, we've spoke about this like a few times in like marriage and family and stuff, and it's just like hopefully, just you know, maybe someone out there that was listening or maybe in one of the podcasts, yeah, they have the same problem going on. They just haven't talked about it yet, and it's yeah. like okay. You know, the almonds talked about it, and it actually helped. So yeah. maybe it's time for me to actually say something now. Yeah. Hmm. And hopefully, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, but I <laughs> yeah. think that's huge, though. It's, 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 you're a voice for a million other couples out there who are feeling the same way. And it's it's all about building that community. So, man, we're already 45 minutes. I don't, I don't want to take Sorry. too much of y'all's time. No, <laughs> no, this is good. This is – I would go for an hour and a half. But I know we got to get rolling. We got – other things to do the rest of the and day. Brian's hungry, I think. Yeah, gotta eat lunch. <laughs> Brian's Speaking of the yeah. guy that has marriage figured out, Brian Fuller. 
<laughs> come to our conferences. Brittany, let's talk about that a little bit really yeah. quick as we wrap up. What is Together in the Trades? Together in the Trades is a summit for couples in business, and it is exactly what I talked about. It is um, like-minded. Yeah. We just wanted to make one location for like-minded couples to get together who all work in a business together in some way, even if you don't specifically help out in the business you know, Savannah still still deals with the stuff that you bring home at the end yep, of the day. Yep. She hears your complaints about maybe people You're not paying married. or whatever. Yeah. So it is just one location, two days out of the year that everyone can hopefully bounce ideas off of each other and talk through things and spend some quality time together. Yeah, I love it. I we I've done multiple together in trades reviews, throw it in almost every episode. It's just it's huge. It's it's it can be life changing for your business. I fully believe it. If you come with the right attitude network with the right people it can change your life it can change your marriage for sure so we'll wrap this one up i got caleb's i asked this to caleb yesterday so you get off the hook today oh no thank what goodness. is your why miss brett for business yeah why do you do it why why i mean whatever you want to however you want to answer it kids <laughs> family everybody has a different answer and some people say family multiple times but it's it's different for everyone that's why i love hearing this answer my why i enjoy doing what we do because I get to spend so much time with my, I, I love my husband where he's my best friend. Yeah. And I'm going to cry. That's what it's about though. It, he's my best friend. So yeah. I will do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. That's and, awesome. and I'm going to do what I did the other day. Savannah, what's your why? Since probably <laughs> you don't get asked that on the show. Well, or maybe you have, I don't know. What's your why? My why for like my career, I don't I know. Like Just what's your why? Different. What's your life why? Like yeah, what's what your, is your life your why? why? That's the good way to do what's it. What's the oh life my why? Gosh, why would you marry someone that's an entrepreneur? Yeah, why are you business? hanging out with this guy? Grief. Well, I think you know you're obviously my best friend. We were, I think it's funny, we were friends long before we started dating. So I, I knew who I was marrying. Like I knew I was marrying my best friend, and and I think I, you know, enjoy this journey with you because I know how passionate you are about it. And obviously, you know, you're my best friend, and. Kind of along the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna do follow you wherever you go and whatever you want to do, and it brings me joy to see you doing something that you're so passionate about. So it's a good way to end it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's cool. that's good stuff. My wife's crying. I'm smiling. <laughs> this is cool. It's awesome. a good day. Jeremiah. Good last day of Hype House here. It's been a super fun week. Thank you so much to the Hearts Yep Academy and to Launchpreneur Academy for allowing us to come down here and network and spend time together, put out this content, and uh, just build. I always say we're building the community one relationship at a time. That's what this trip was for me. It was build relationships to continue to further the community in whatever way we can. And whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whether it's life in general, kids, whatever it is, I want to bring out whatever kind of value I can and just bring one little bit, one little tidbit of advice anywhere we can along the way. So thank you all for tuning in. That's it. Signing off from Hype House 2022. We will catch up with y'all here on the next. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.